0: Welcome to Speaking the Truth in agape love podcast I'm your host Chad Mitchell welcome back to the podcast uh, david David's here with me and I'm Chad we're here We're excited to get to record another podcast um, how you doing David I'm doing great good happy to be here I said the hardest thing is is knowing how to start these podcasts and so I'm just going to start talking. <laughs> um, this Sunday we had a great lesson that Brother David brought us on Have You Considered? and it's basically finishing up Hebrews and our text is um, Hebrews 13, 7-19 and uh, um, it was a, a good lesson for us and we're just going to kind of um, talk through on it. Um, if you'd like to send us an email about anything that we just discussed today or if you need any help or have any questions on really any topic we're willing to discuss whatever whether it's privately or on the podcast you can send us an email at um, speaking the truth or hold on it's truth in agape love at gmail.com and we'd love to hear from you or you can find us on Facebook speaking the truth in agape love and you can send us a message on there there's multiple ways to get a hold of us and if you're in Blackfoot we'd love to have you at worship Um, we worship uh Uh, Our worship service starts at 10 a.m. on Sunday, and that's our class time, and then 11 o'clock is our worship. We'd love to see you if you're in the area, so um, be sure and uh, look us up on Sundays. We'd love to to have you worship with us. So um, on Sunday, David, um, I I had some remarks on the table, and uh, Brother David Porter led some really good songs that related um, to the lesson and we're gonna we're gonna talk about the invitation song that he led but everything uh related right absolutely everything tied in together and that's what made it
1: if you were there it made it so much more powerful just because the whole the song service the lord's supper everything just kind of tied in beautifully Mm. together
0: yeah and brother david porter led the invitation song why do you wait and um as I mentioned, the lesson is titled, Have You Considered? And so he, after the song, picked up on the fact that the stanzas in Why Do You Wait um, is, kind of goes along with Have You Considered? So he says, Have you considered um, your Savior is waiting to give you a place in his sanctified throne? Have you considered there's no one to save you but Jesus? There's no other way but his way. And have you considered your savior is longing to bless you? There's danger and death in delay, and that really summed up the lesson, didn't it? Absolutely. And and so and so we're gonna we're gonna be talking about these points, and we thought that this was just a great way to start um, start out our our, our podcast this um, Monday evening. And um, so, you got any remarks, David? Well, yeah, and so like you said, you know, we were summing up. Hebrews I
1: mean we're we're at the end of Hebrews but throughout Hebrews the Hebrew writer is pointing out the superiority of Christ his far superior over the Levitical priesthood in every way shape and form and how perfect Christ is he is and and that's what made him the ultimate and perfect sacrifice was his that's what made his blood so precious and much more valuable because no one else was perfect like he was. No one else had this perfect offering to offer the Father. And so have you considered how perfect
0: he was and how perfect his sacrifice was for us? Yeah. And 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 I think, you know, kind of the... I read from Hebrews chapter ten on the on the Lord's table remarks, and one of the things that was pointed out here, um, that's pointed out to us, is all the sacrifices that they had to make in the old law, the first law, first sin. There was one after another bulls, goats, just tons of sacrifices. Yeah. Jesus came along and fulfilled that first law, creating the second with one sacrifice for all no more sacrifices needed no more sacrifices had to be made for sin jesus did once and it lasts forever yeah it doesn't have to be redone it's perfect yep you know and that's that's a huge point here to point out is and 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 it should humble us that he was able to do that not just able, willing to do that. Willing and able, willing to come and be that perfect sacrifice once and for all. That's right. Eliminating all that work and sacrifices of blood and bulls and goats. Yeah. You know, eliminating that with one sacrifice. Yeah, and and that um,
1: the sacrifices under the law of Moses, it was... Um, for atonement, but it wasn't it didn 't wash it away clean that 's why they had to continually make sacrifices where because of the perfect blood of Christ, it was such it it was the only perfect sacrifice that made remission of sins, completely washing it away yeah and, and that 's something that they never had throughout the old testament, even the the high priests who brought the offering before the Lord. They were imperfect themselves. Yeah. And that that was another issue, where as now Christ is our high priest. You know, as as it points out in Hebrews 4.14, he is our high priest. And as our high priest, he brought his precious blood before the Father. And he is the perfect high priest because he is without sin. He is the only one that can perfectly show us the way to the Father. Mm -hmm. So have you considered His sacrifice?
0: Have you considered what He has done for us? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Have you considered? And there's uh, so many things. um, And I think the biggest thing here is have you considered who Jesus is? Yeah. And what He did? You know, have we really sat down and considered it? And so that's kind of what we're talking about here um, because... um, you know, it's the, it's the one thing that basically sums up being a Christian. That's right. And, and the comfort we have in
1: Christ, you know, tying back to Hebrews 13, verses 8. Verse 8, it says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now, just saying that, I don't think you fully understand how comforting that is. Throughout this life, everything changes. You know, mm-hmm. as, as we see in Matthew Twenty four, thirty five, 24, 35 and Luke 21: 33, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass. And First Peter chapter one, verses 24 and 25, You know and, and here in First Peter, he is actually quoting Isaiah 40 verse eight. But he says, "Because all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man is as the flower of the grass. The grass withers and its flowers falls away. But the word of the Lord endures forever. Mm-hmm. Now this is the word which by the gospel was preached to you. So throughout this life, you know, Chad, I don't know if I've mentioned it on our podcast, but I know you heard me say, you know, 30 years ago we didn't even have cell phones. Oh, yeah. And now it's like it's more important to have your cell phone over your wallet when you leave the house, right? Yeah. Because now you can even pay with your phone. Oh, sure. And so you, can, your phone is more important than your wallet. How, yeah. Thirty years ago, no one had a phone. Yeah, you know, and you know, I think of how our parents grew up. Both of my, your dad and my dad were hunters, and my dad liked to go out and go rock hunting and all that stuff. You know, and they went out without nothing. Like I don't, I don't see how they, how they did that. Like yeah, they looking, didn't have no, no way
0: to communicate until <laughs> no. they got home. If
1: their car broke down, they're stuck out there. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and they would go out to places where. You couldn't find them.
0: Yeah, you know. I seen a commercial the other night um, about the new iPhone, and it, it if you crash and like your heartbeat changes or it knows you felt took a fall. Yeah, it automatically calls the police. That's right. Nine one one. Yeah. The, the the phone or the watch your Apple Watch calls wow. the emergency and tells you tells them your GPS coordinates. I was that like, is Holy that's wonderful smokes. that's amazing yeah yeah and and that I don't know that it is totally different um today with technology, how different it is, yeah, um than it was then that's right and and so even though everything changes
1: throughout this life, have you considered the fact that the word of the Lord doesn't change, yeah, and so there's a lot of people trying to come out and say, well Times have changed, so the Word of God has to change to Mm -hmm. fit the times. No, that's not how it works. In fact, everything is going to change. He tells us it's going to change. However, the Word of the Lord endures forever.
0: Well, and and you brought something up in class um, yesterday. Um, Look how different our lives were two years ago. Yeah. Okay? And this COVID thing come in, and it has changed everything. Yeah. And I know all of us are sick of it. But um, there's an article that I read uh, from Brother Heath Uh, I didn't put it in the bulletin because I didn't think it related to us here in Blackfoot but the the way that Christians are partaking of the communion today is totally different than it was two years ago and we have to be careful not to let it change how we serve the Lord why we're doing it how we still um, try to uh, um, reverence Christ's death and that um, because a lot of churches are buying the um, packs of cups that are already loaded. Yep. And they got a seal on them. So the wafer on, one side, on top of it and the juice underneath. Yeah. So there's a little piece of bread in the bottom and, the, and then the juice on the top, and you open them and drink them. So no one's passing trays anymore. You know, um, just one guy gets up and basically gives a talk on it. And, it, and it, uh, everyone grabs one at the door, and then their offering is put in a, a deal at the back of the church, you know? Right. So no more passing anything, just for sanitary reasons. And so th- the struggle has been, you know, um, still trying to keep the right mindset with with the, the change in format. Yeah. And I think that's a huge thing, kind of goes along with what we're talking about, is God's Word doesn't change. Yeah. You know, however the mechanism is, and I'm not saying it's right or wrong, I'm just saying, however the mechanism is for us to do our best to serve the Lord and worship Him like we've been commanded to.
1: And not allowing the Word of God to
0: change Yes, we can't change the the Word of of God.
1: For the sake of other people. Yeah. Or even ourselves, for that matter. Absolutely. And, you know, Philippians... Two twelve ties that in. You know, let me make this a little bit larger so I can read it.
0: You're not getting old, are you? Uh, no, you my need computer's glasses?
1: farther away. <laughs> 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 but uh, Philippians two verse twelve. Okay. Therefore, my my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but not, now much more in my absence. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling.
0: Yeah, exactly. We yeah, need to work one. out our
1: salvation with fear and trembling, you mm-hmm. know, and seeking to please God, not ourselves. And yeah. like you were saying, I'm not saying that it's it's wrong to have the individual cups. I'm not.
0: No. But, you know. Well, and this whole thing, this whole pandemic, even with the Zoom, uh, the uh, virtual that's right. meetings and things like that, it's been real difficult. Um, to still have the right mindset and worship God like we're you know like we've been commanded to yeah and so it's not only just the Lord's Supper but it's a lot of things you know absolutely
1: and and how many times people have changed the service completely I I guess in in a lot of ways you have to look at it do you fear man more than God Mm -hmm. if if it comes to it you have to work out your salvation with fear and trembling yeah and Regardless of, you know, the sanitary situations that we've been put in. I mean,
0: like well, I brought then, up, you get, then you got the one cuppers, you know, yeah. that we talk about. But, oh yeah, that, that drink from one cup. A, they're, they're having a whole big. Deal oh now. boy, I don't know how that's working out.
1: <laughs> but you know, and, and then you also have those um, those people that. Um, Excuse me.
0: Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, and, and, and that's the thing that we have to be careful with. All this change for COVID, you know, we have to be careful that it doesn't interfere with our worship. That's right. In worshiping Christ the way that he has uh, given us an example of in the Bible. You know, and, you know, we talk about this all the time. We'll, we'll joke around and say, well, um, we, we, we lead a song and then a prayer and a song and a song, and Lord's Supper, and a song, and 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 the lesson, and and then we, you know, we change that up, and people, well, wait a minute, we've always done it this way, and we joke around. Well, the scriptural time to lead the first prayer is right after the first song. You <laughs> yeah, know, that's not understanding. You know, that's joking. We we're joking, and we get used to a routine, and so anytime it gets, uh, you know, tur- turned around or changed. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we, we still, we need to work to keep our mindset, um, right. And, and really going all the way back, um, to considering all the things we're talking about. Yeah. Have you considered who Jesus is, you know? And,
1: and understanding that every congregation does, does their service a little bit different. What we need to focus on is making sure that no matter how they do it, it is in accordance with the word of God. You know, are you considering Christ during your service? Yeah. You know, versus I want to do it this well, way.
0: And just going back to this song, have you have you considered your savior is longing to bless you? Yeah. You know, there's danger and death and delay. I mean, Jesus is wanting to bless us. He's wanting us to worship him. Yeah. And that's what we gotta try to be focused on is is wanting to worship him because he's the one who gave us that perfect sacrifice once, once and for all. That's right. And 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 it was perfect and it didn't need to be changed. It doesn't need to be changed, and it's like you said, it's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yeah. It's never gonna change. And all these things we're talking about are not gonna change it. Yep.
1: And you know, you know Hebrews one three says that. Christ is the exact representation of the Father. Mm -hmm. And then, so that ties into 2 Peter 3, 9 that we've brought up before, that um, God wants all to come to their repentance. He's hoping that all will come to their repentance. That's why He's patient and long-suffering, hoping that all will come to their repentance. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He wants all to come to their repentance. However, He's not going to change His Word to fit your life. You have to change your life to fit his word. Have you considered changing your life to fit the word of God? Yeah. Versus trying to change his word to fit your life.
0: Well, and I love your verse here. Did, you didn't read 1 Peter 1, 24 and 25, did you? hmm Oh, you did? Yeah, because the uh, the grass, you know, he talks there in 24, All flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as flowers of the grass. The grass withers, and the, and the flowers fall away. We see that once a year here in Blackfoot, Idaho. That's right. And right now, a lot of the grass is covered by two to three feet of snow Yeah. <laughs> in the mountains. And the mountains are so pretty. I was looking through my pictures. Um, I had a memory uh, pop up. And I took a picture up in the mountains. And it's green as you can see. Like The grass and the trees and the leaves is just green as can be. And it is so backwards now. Yeah. There's no leaves. The trees are all bare. And there's a foot of snow on the ground. So it's white and basically wood, you know, sticks coming out of the ground right now. <laughs> yeah. And in the summer, like in the spring, when the, especially when the wildflowers start going, you've got yellows and, and green. And it's just, it's beautiful. But it's a whole other contrast. Because it's beautiful now too. Absolutely. But it fades every year it's something different and some years we have a good um weather year where things grow really well some years we don't some years it gets scorched by the sun
1: and you know anyone that lives in a in a place that has the four seasons you recognize how how quickly things can change yeah you know and i was watching um life below zero you know with the the people where they live in alaska and they're roughing it out there you know and how quickly it goes from um, grass and all of that to, like, five feet of snow. Yeah. yeah. You know, within a couple weeks. I mean, just the amount of snowfall that they get very suddenly, it, it changes. and it, But that is the same way with men. Men change, you know. And I'm not talking about man versus woman. I'm talking about mankind. We all change, and mm-hmm. we adapt to technology, to the changes, we all adapt and change to the changes. But the word of the Lord does not change. Yeah. So if, if he commanded 2,000 years ago in the New Testament, guess what? It's still the same command for us today. Yeah. You know, it, it doesn't change because the time changes. And, and a lot of people have it backwards. That's actually a huge comfort for us. Because could you imagine if it did change and you didn't get the memo? <laughs> yeah. How scary that would be. Mm-hmm. But that's actually what what the Jews did. It, it's not that they didn't see the changes coming; they refused to accept it. But how many Jews fell because of it? Yeah. And that that ties into verses. Uh, let me turn over there to Hebrews um, chapter. Thirteen verses ten and okay. following. Let me get there in my notes here. It says we have an altar from which those who serve the tabernacle have no right to eat. Now, he's in this context. He's referring back to the Jews who serve the the tabernacle that has been made with hands, mm-hmm. and that's that's what he was talking about in previous chapters where we serve it at the true tabernacle not made with hands. You know, where, where Christ sits at the right hand of the Father, that's the true tabernacle. That's the most holy place, but that's the one not made with hands. So the ones who serve the tabernacle, who have rejected Christ, do not have the right to eat of the, of the sacrifices off the altar from Christ. Yeah. As, as we meet around the, the Lord's table every first day of the week... You know, and and as you were talking about, the the perfection in Christ and and his sacrifice for us, that's what we that's what we eat from. We eat of his we partake of his body and his blood. Yeah. And so it's a very huge blessing for us to be able to eat of the Lord's body and blood every week. Yeah. That's that's an honor. And those who don't serve Christ.
0: Have no right to eat it, yeah. Well, and, and the, so I had a thought, yeah. I lost it, so I got it back now. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know, talking about things that never that like Christ, the point is, Christ never changes here. yeah, okay. We see things change all the time: the grass, the trees, the times, the technology, like we've been talking this whole time, phones uh you know everything changes and we kinda adapt to those things but Christ never changes and what it makes me think of is the saying that you and I have both stole from Brother David Porter. Yep. Is if something someone comes to you and's a religious person and they start talking to you about religious things and if they and I'll just say I'll just give you his saying if it's new if it's a new thing, it's not true. If, if,
1: if it's true, then if it's, it's not true. new. If it's true,
0: then it's not new. It's something that's been around for a while. Yeah. So if it's new, it's not true. If it's true, it's not new. And so if someone comes and presents something to you that's new, hey, this, we got this new thing that we're doing over here. With all, and we got hundreds of people are, are, are accepting God into their heart or whatever. Um, that's new. Yeah. It's something new. So it's probably not true. and so, It's not
1: probably. It, it isn't okay, true. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it isn't. It isn't. That's right.
0: But this right here, what we're talking about, Jesus' sacrifice once and for all, and all the things that we consider as we talk through all these things, it's not new. It's been around forever. And in verse 25 of First Peter 1, "...but the word of the Lord endures forever." Now this is the word which by the gospel was was preached to you and it hasn't changed in That's right. a couple thousand years.
1: So what's important and, and what you're going to is if someone comes up to you and says hey like you mentioned we got this new believe, we started Yeah, believe Christ into your heart. Mm-hmm. Well, that is actually nowhere found in Scripture. Nowhere in Scripture are we told to just believe Christ into our heart. And
0: if it's new, you're probably not going to find it in Scripture.
1: That's right. And that's why it's not true. Yeah. You know, and yeah, we can play around with that saying
0: all day. Oh, man. And so... (laughs) And we have to consider that. Absolutely. As we're talking, you have to consider these things that we're bringing up. And so even when, when people,
1: Chad and I included, if we say something you have to consider it against the Word of God, and you have to go to the Word of God and say, hey, is it there? And if it is, then accept it. Have you considered accepting His Word, not, not going to the Word and trying to change it to fit your life, but if, it, if the Word of God contradicts your life and somehow, what should you do? Have you considered getting that out of your life to fit the Word of God?
0: Yeah. And, and like this Second um, Peter 3, 9... Um, says the lord is not slack concerning his promises as some count slackness but is long suffering toward us not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance that's what where god is at he that's right he's the father what do we want to do you and me david with our kids do we want them to obey us or disobey us obey oh man yeah we want them to obey are we disappointed when they don't obey absolutely absolutely and, you know, there's there's things that happen, punishments and things that may happen. Um, but the goal is to get him to obey. And that's where he is with us. Yeah. He's I, not willing that we should perish. Yep. And have you
1: considered mm-hmm. how you disappoint the Lord when you disobey him? Oh, man, yeah. He's the perfect that's father. That's a huge point. Absolutely. He's the perfect father. And so have you considered the fact that you're disappointing the perfect father?
0: Yeah. That goes along with your next verse here, 2 Timothy 2.15. That's right. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Yeah. That's a big one right there. Yep. Present yourself approved And you're reading out of the New King James, correct? I'm reading your um, handout.
1: Yeah, so that's the New King James. (laughs) The King James uses the word study in in place of be diligent. Okay. Study to show yourself approved. Now, there's a huge difference between reading and studying. Both are important. I'm, I'm not trying to discredit study, or reading, but studying and meditating on it is crucial. And that's how you're going to come to the knowledge of the truth. And that ties into uh, 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. And the word inspiration there is God breathed. Okay? So, all scripture is given by... The breath of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly equipped for every good work. So it is to equip us in every good work, but you have to be diligent and study to show yourself approved unto the Lord. You have to be diligent in it in order to come to the knowledge of the truth.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, You've got the next verse here, we've already read it, um, 13, 9, Hebrews 13.9. Do not be carried about with various and strange doctrines. That's right. And so, um, you know, some people say, well, this guy over here, he teaches, um, he's a little off, you know, he's got a few things that aren't right, but he's mostly good. Well, if you mix those two things, that's he's a little off, but he's mostly right. That doesn't doesn't mix. It's kind of like serving two masters. What's that verse? Serving two masters. Oh, you uh, threw me uh, off guard. Because I'm go, already going okay, to go ahead. James 2.10. Okay.
1: For whoever shall keep the whole law and yet stumble in one point, he is guilty of all.
0: Oh, that's a great And point. that's
1: the point that you're talking about. Yeah. Is, you know, just because they're
0: right in six points, yeah. but wrong in two. Sure. They're guilty of all. And I think a lot of folks use that. Excuse, well, these guys are, you know, they got a few problems, but you know, yeah. for the most part, their base, their core is Christian, you know,
1: and, 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 and that's not, dangerous. Absolutely, and I'm not judging the heart of the person that is, no. is wrong. Perhaps he is still needing to work out his salvation where he hasn't come to the truth in that point yet. But we also need to be careful. Yeah. And First Timothy 1... I believe verses 8, verse 8 maybe. Um, No, that's not what I'm thinking of. Oh, verse 7 of 1 Timothy chapter 1. It's not on here. Okay. Um, Desiring to be teachers of the law, understanding neither what they say nor the things that they affirm. So perhaps they want to teach. Perhaps they want to preach, but they don't even understand what they're saying nor the things which they affirm so you have to so perhaps they're trying to learn the truth and they're in the middle of learning it and perhaps they're they're off on a couple of points you know so i'm not trying to indicate that you have to be perfect before you um study or you know teach others or anything like that but we're all continuing to learn in the lord so perhaps you know, they're off on those two points, but that's why you have to study yourself approved. Don't take the word of anyone else and just go with it. You know, uh, I've heard of preachers being wrong, but the people who they are teaching don't ever challenge the preacher at all and, and try to uh, go off of what they said. I call it... I've, heard, I've said it before, preacheritis, where they, well, yeah. my preacher said.
0: Well, and it, it takes a while. It does. So, you know, your verse that you have here, Acts eleven 26, I'm going to read 25 real quick. Please do. It says, Then Barnabas departed for Tarsus to seek Saul, and when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch. So it was that for a whole year they assembled with the church and taught a great many people. And the disciples were first called Christians in Antioch. And the point here is they spent a whole year, Saul did. He had just been converted here. Uh, It was um, Saul, yeah, Saul, who would become Paul, right? Yeah. Yeah, so Saul, he had been persecuting Christians. And, you know, on the road to Damascus, we know the story. You know, um, he was, uh, Jesus came to him. Why are you persecuting me? Yeah, You know, and it took a whole year for him studying with Barnabas to basically become someone who could teach and preach. Yeah. Am I, you know, am I making a point here? Yeah. Yeah. So, 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 uh, that's why we have to study and show ourselves approved. You know, we have to, and you know, and that's why I've been enjoying this, just this, what we're doing here tonight, just sitting down and talking and able to strengthen meditate ourselves and really digging into the points and it strengthens us you absolutely know? and and it's a good thing um you know for us to always find ways to just get together and talk about spiritual things you yeah know? and um do like the um was it the brands yeah you know they, they went home the and studied themselves daily. daily yep yeah and so if you do come across someone like we're talking who's got something new you need to go home and study. Yeah, you need to go home and and test it. You know, one thing that I remember, you and I both grew up in the church. Um, I remember some of my cousins saying to me, "Have you, have you, you need to decide whether this is what you want to, you know, you, you know, whether you're a Christian or not. Like you want to continue to be a Christian." And I never thought of that. I was like, "Oh yeah, I guess I do," you know. And at some point in our lives, it has to become our own. As children or or kids who've grown up in the church, there's a turning point where you gotta basically decide whether you're gonna be a Christian or not. Yeah, you know. And and we're all faced with it at some point. And even though we had become Christians, um, at some point when you get older, I'm thinking like in your twenties. <laughs> okay, you have to decide if I'm gonna continue with this or not. Yeah, you whereas know. for you and I, we went to
1: church growing up because our parents told us to. Oh, yeah,
0: absolutely. So, and so you have to make that your own.
1: That's right. And and when you make it your own, that is when, for you and I, Chad, that is when we considered Jesus Christ. Yeah, and that, that is when we considered for ourselves
0: Great point. what
1: we have to do. Yeah. And, you know, you were talking about the, the Bereans. Mm-hmm. Acts 17, verse 11 is where he talks about this. It says, These were more fair-minded than those in Thessalonica, in that they received the word with all readiness and searched the Scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. Now, keeping in mind, when you keep it into context, this is Paul and Silas preaching to them, Paul being an apostle, and they still went home to study. Yep. You know, and that goes... Now i got to get over there again, but that goes right back to Galatians 1. And, and this is what I I absolutely love about Paul. You know, the, the point he brings out here, verses 6 through 10 of Galatians chapter 1. Paul is speaking here and he says, I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you into the grace of Christ to a different gospel, which is not another which is not another, but there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we, or an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so I now say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you than what we have received, let him be accursed. For do I now persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I still seek, if I still please men, I would not be a bondservant of Christ." In that context, he is saying we, as the apostles, if we bring any other gospel to you than what has already been preached, let even let them be accursed. He is not excluding the apostles here. Mm-hmm. So as the apostles preached and as we have the epistles written from the apostles, they never contradicted Christ. They only furthered the word of Christ. And so he was saying... If we bring another gospel, which contradicts Christ, let them be accursed. So yeah. everything goes back to the Word of God. If anything contradicts the Word of God, let them be accursed. Who brings it? Whoever brings that message, let them be accursed. Have you considered the truth of God and keeping the truth in its in, in, in its entirety?
0: Mm-hmm. And, and I think another thing, too, to consider... Since we're considering, we're considering tonight. <laughs> you know, you brought up a good point in uh, Leviticus twenty, twenty two ten, um, because uh, Leviticus twenty two ten. Let me get there real quick. I wasn't prepared. <laughs> <laughs> I do that all the time. Um, no outsider shall eat the holy offering. Um, one who dwells with the priest or a hired servant shall not eat the holy thing. The point here is no outsider can partake, and so if you're not a Christian, you can't partake. Yeah. So if you know that's one thing that we have to consider: if you're not a Christian, you're not on this wagon. You know, you're not there. You're not. You're not on the path that leads to heaven. Yeah. Um, and so you got to consider those things. You know, I think of uh, the the Ethiopian eunuch. You know, he they're they're traveling along. Yep. And he's and uh, is it was it Peter? Or P- it was uh, Philip. Philip, Philip's telling him what this all means in Isaiah. You know. Yep. And he sees water and says, "Hey, I want part of this. Uh, what what hinders me from being baptized?" Yeah. Just that quick, he's like, you know, "Hey, look, I want to be a part of this." Yeah. And he's considering. Him in himself, that hey, I'm not doing what you're telling me. You know, I'm not, I'm not part of this, but I want to be. Yeah, that's right. And so you have to do something there. You have to consider, hey, I'm not in the right spot. I that's gotta right. change. You know, and that, and, and I think we all, at some point, really every day, we face things like this. Yeah. You know, we have to consider, hey, I gotta no, I don't want to do that, because, you know, or we fall short, Yep. and we sin, we have to consider, oh, man, I messed up, you know, and ask for forgiveness, you know, and repent.
1: That's right. And, you know, and you brought up Philip and the eunuch in Acts chapter 8. I knew there were some wheels turning (laughs) when I said something. You were like, oh, 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 I got it. Well, and and that brings up, you know, have you considered the right baptism? Oh, yeah. And, And so there's, a lot of people um, think that all you need to do is be sprinkled with water or have water poured on top of you. Verse 37 and 38 of Acts chapter 8, and this is what you were saying. Then Philip said, after uh, in verse 36, the eunuch says, What hinders me from being baptized? He says, Look, here's water. Verse 37, then Philip said, If you believeth all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. That is the great confession that that's, you need to confess that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So he, he, being Philip, commanded the chariot to stand still. And both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water. And he baptized them. So, that being said, if it was just sprinkling or pouring, there's a couple things you have to consider. They're, they're traveling through the wilderness... Yeah, This eunuch is the treasurer to the queen. There is no way he is traveling through the desert or through the wilderness without water. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so there's there's that point. So if it was just pouring or sprinkling, they wouldn't need to even stop. It's, the, the word baptism or baptize is the Greek word baptiz... Baptismo, mm-hmm. if I'm pronouncing that yeah. correctly,
0: yeah, that sounds. Which right.
1: means immersion or submersion, and that that is in agreement with what happened here. Both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and he baptized them. Again, even if they didn't have water, they could have just went to the edge of the water, and he could have splashed it yeah, on. Yeah, that's him, right? right,
0: and he would have explained that.
1: Yeah, but no, they both went down into the water. There would be no other reason to go both of them go down into the water unless they had to be submerged in water. So that's the right baptism. Have yeah. you considered that? Have mm-hmm. you considered why they both had to go down into the water? Mm-hmm. It was because he had to submerge them water, And that goes right, right back to Romans 6. You know, the, the illustration used in Romans 6, 3 okay. through 5. Okay. He says, Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ were baptized into His death? Therefore we were buried with Him through baptism into death. Okay, that's the buried under the water being submerged that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life. For if we have been united together in the likeness of His death, Certainly, we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. So we are buried underwater, that, that watery, um, grave, watery grave. And then arising in newness of life. We're leaving the old man in the water and rising in newness of life. And just as we have been raised in the likeness of his resurrection, we need to walk in the likeness and in the likeness of Christ. This is when we Put on Christ in baptism, according to Galatians 3, 27-29, we are clothed with Christ at the point of baptism. That's when we're clothed with Christ, and that's when we walk in newness of life with Him. That's when we have considered putting Christ first, and we need to continue to consider walking in newness with Him. Not turning back to our old ways, but rather following Christ.
0: Yeah, and, and this, this leads into the next verse really well. Luke 9:23. Yeah. Says then he said to them all, if anyone de- and this is Christ speaking, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. That's right. So, once this happens, you have to deny yourself and take up his cross and follow him. It's a whole it's a change in direction basically. Absolutely. Deny yourself daily. And, and so to that, what ties
1: into that also, when you look at, so you ask yourself, what does that mean? What does that mean to deny yourself yeah. and pick up your cross?
0: It's a good question.
1: Turn over to Matthew 8. Yeah. This is the expectation that Christ has of his followers. Verses 19 through 22 of Matthew chapter 8.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He says, then a certain scribe came and said to him, teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Then another of his disciples said to him, Lord, let me first go bury my father. But Jesus said to him, Follow me and let the dead bury their own dead. So here in in verses 20, he's saying the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. What he's illustrating is you will have no place to call your home. You are no longer a citizen of, of the earth. Yeah. Your citizenship is in heaven. Mm-hmm. This is no longer your home. Mm-hmm. Your home is in heaven with with Christ. That's the sacrifice, you know. Yeah. And that goes back to storing your treasures in heaven rather on earth where moth and rust destroy. You're storing your treasures in heaven with the Father. That's where mm-hmm. your citizenship is. Mm-hmm. Not here. You're not, well, you know, going back to what we were talking about, not, not investing into this life, you know. It's rather... We do what we need to do in this life, but we we invest our hearts and our minds in the in the next life to come
0: yeah and and I think I'm reminded of a song that we sing, "This world is not my home, i'm That's just right. a passing through and David it, also led that one he did didn't yeah he? and and um boy, that is certainly the case. do we ever who how many people we know have lived forever? not one nobody i don't care <laughs> if you're the president or you're king no kazadek has no record of an end he does, but yells, that's, <laughs> that's the point. but we know he's in the ground somewhere <laughs> that's right you had to ask well <laughs> and and that's the thing i mean you know i've there's been a lot of folks that i know pass away recently you know yeah. and it just really hits home that we're all going to be in that situation someday. That's right. And some of us may be sooner than later. And, you know, it really sinks in when someone young dies. Um, this last one that I went to, 26 years old, you know, and it was an accident. But, you know, that really hits home. It's like, wow, you know, how many more plans did that kid have right. that he hadn't had a chance to fulfill or do? And and so we don't know. Christ may come back before we get home tonight, David. Yep. And and we just don't know. And so that's why it's so important to consider these things and make sure you know we got our t's crossed and i's dotted. You yeah. know what I mean? We live every day like it's our last.
1: Yeah. And a- absolutely. And then even as as Christ goes on in verses 21 and 22 of Matthew chapter eight. When he, he says, let the dead bury their own dead. Okay. There, he's, he's saying, don't put anyone before him. After you, you are raised from that watery grave and you are walking in newness of life, you don't look back. And this You is, continue to move forward. You don't put anyone before him.
0: And this is figuratively correct? Yeah. I mean, this doesn't mean that you don't go bury your loved one. No. If they pass away. This is a figurative thing. Yeah. To not let something else get in the way of being a Christian. That's correct. Right.
1: But you, you do have um, in Matthew 10, 34 through 39, he says, If you love father and mother more than me, you're not worthy of me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So a lot of people hesitate coming to the Lord because they're like, Well, I'm going to be disowned. Or, right. you know, my mom and my dad are not going to accept me. Yeah. That's, what I'm, that's what he's illustrating. You don't put them before yes. Christ when when you consider what Christ has done for you when you consider as according to Philippians 2 verses 6 through 8 he left his home and glory keeping in mind that's his perfect home and glory and he left it to come down here and live humbly before us as a servant a bond servant and he was willing to live through that and then sacrifice his life on that cruel cross. Yeah. And, and what I... How horrendous that cross was. Yeah. The pain and the suffering and the agony that he went through, and then the humiliation on top of all of that. You know, as as it describes how they they kneeled before him to mock him, you know, and then they, they spit upon him. Can you imagine spitting yeah. on the Savior? No. And then... When you consider what He has done for you, He deserves more than what we can offer Him. He deserves so much more than, Chad, what you and I can offer Him. Yeah. He deserves more, but He is willing to accept us giving our best to Him. And yeah. that's, that's the whole point behind that, that section is you give Him your life. You give Him the best. Do not put anyone before Him. And even if that means you have to sacrifice your family, do it. Yes, that is a big sacrifice. I'm not, I'm not trying to say that it's an easy sacrifice, but you do it. You know. And then look at the apostles, how they were willing to be beaten, persecuted, for the sake of Christ. Mm-hmm. And outside sources show that all but one... Of the apostles were martyred, were um, hung on a cross. Peter was hung on a cross upside down. Quite a few of them were were hung on x a, a X-shaped cross, you know. Except John, we, um, I, John was about the only one. He he wrote Revelation. John was the only one that lived a ripe old age. Yeah, all the other ones were martyred, and then look what they were willing to do, and keeping into context, considering what Christ did, that was still more than what Christ deserved.
0: Well, I'm reminded of our study that we had on Wednesday night a few um, weeks ago about the kings, you know, that were persecuting um, the Christians in the early stages of the church. That's right. And finally it come to, and I can never remember his name. I brought Uh, him up before in here. Cornelius? No, the king... Anyways, he he's like, "Man, if these Christians are willing to die for this, there's got to be something to this Christianity yeah, thing." Yeah, that's right. And I can't remember his name, but anyways. That's funny. I can't either. Um, but but uh he you know, he realized that, "Hey, these guys are willing to die. Maybe there's something to this." You know, they're real, willing to give up their life for it. You know, that And I was going to bring up another point. Constantine. Oh, that's it. Constantine. <laughs> Yeah, and he's the one who started giving out um, rewards all, for yep. becoming a Christian, which didn't work out very well. I was going to read to um, you've got down here talking about our citizenship, mm-hmm. um, and being a Christian, and uh, you know, you and I know being home is like our most comfortable place to be. That's right. In this world, you know, we get uh, we're home; it's comfortable. But our citizenship, becoming a Christian, becomes in heaven. And, and in Philippians three twenty and 21, it says, For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body, that it may be conformed to high glorious body, according to the working by which he is able even to s- subdue all things to himself. So, when we become a Christian, our home is in heaven. Our most comfortable spot where we can let go, be comfortable, relax. Yeah. You know, um, anytime we've been on a trip or a vacation, you get home, you're just like, oh, I'm home, you know. And uh, and uh, so, any, you know, especially if you've been all stuck on an airplane or something. Okay? Yeah. You know, and of course, we today have nothing to worry about, because, you know, complain about compared to back in the day when they would travel. They had to walk, yeah, you know, or ride a donkey or something like that, or in a chariot, even a chariot, a chariot, and even that was slow go, yeah, you know, they, and they didn't cover much ground like we do today. We can fly a thousand miles in a plane in four, matter of a four couple hours, of hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, two hours or something yeah. like that. Yeah, um, and so you know, we 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 those you know, speaking of changing things, that's the way we travel today has changed tremendously from Absolutely. back in this day. But, um, but anyways, that's a good point here, and he tells us right here that our citizenship is in heaven, yeah, and um you know that it's a good point for us um
1: well, and you and and that ties into what what I was saying is you know our today, how many people invest into this life because they yeah. call this place home, yeah, they call. Earth home. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, we have seen people what's worse for me is to see people fall away from the from the Lord and then call this place home and, yeah. and have hope only in this life, which is going to perish. It's it's gonna vanish. Don't call this place home. You know, just and, and I brought this up in, in times past. The hardest thing for a lot of people is to look past this life. You know, take a child. You offer them a nickel today or a dime tomorrow. They're going to take the nickel today because it's in front of them. Mm-hmm. They, they can't look past today to tomorrow. So they'll take the nickel today. That's what people are doing. They're taking the nickel today, which is this life, and giving up the dime tomorrow. Which is far better than anything this life has to offer. And not only is it far better, it is forever. Yeah. You know, it it will never end. And they're giving that up for this life. How sad that is. So don't call this place home. Your citizenship is not here. Consider the Lord and consider his ways for your life, because that is what's Important. That's the only thing
0: that is important. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think um, the last verse that you have here is good for us. Um, Philippians two, six through eight. But I'll read starting verse five. Says, "Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bond servant." And coming in the likeness of men, and being found in appearance as man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of of the cross. And, you know, you think about, remember, he came to, um, he was born in Bethlehem, was it? Yeah. So he was born in Bethlehem. And remember, they said, can anything good come out of Bethlehem? Yeah. He was born of a carpenter's son. Like, no royalty, anything. Just probably about as low as you could come into this world, as far as status goes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then at 12 years old was, was, uh, you know, studying with the... The priests. The priests. That's right. You know, and teaching them. They're like, where did this guy come from? You know? And, and just, you know, we talked previously about how Jesus was tempted as we are you know and we can read about the temptations that he had and I gotta say I'd have had a tough time resisting that oh yeah you know um, the, the being hungry for 40 days you know um, plus all the wealth that the devil promised him as far as you can see you can have you know and those kinds of things yeah but, but to Jesus it wasn't worth nothing no None of that. The hunger, pains, all that. It was not worth doing that. Why? Because he knew you and I needed yeah, help. That's right. And and that these prophecies that were made needed fulfilled. Well, and that brings out a good point. He
1: he did all of this because he considered us. Yeah. He, yeah. Now Jesus, it's time for us to consider him.
0: Yeah, Jesus definitely considered us. You know, when I say all the time... Um, whenever you know, we're on the table there, um, uh, protecting the Lord's Supper, Jesus knew 2,000 years later, or whatever it is, yeah, that these folks here, as we sit around this table, need your help, <laughs> yeah, to be forgiven of sins. And it's a humbling thing to think about because why did He care about us? We weren't even created yet, that's right, you know, but He knew that we needed this. Si- this sacrifice and we needed help. And those are all things that we, you know, consider as we go through this study, you know, and it, it should strengthen our faith. That's right. And
1: to tie this in, you know, there is no other way for us to receive salvation. Acts four twelve says, Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Yeah. Christ is the only hope of your salvation. Him and His Word, as John 1.1 points out, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Christ there is referred to as the Word, the Word of God. Yeah. Christ is the Word, because He is the exact representation of the Father. He is the Word, and yeah. He is the only way to the Father.
0: I think if we just continue on here, Philippians 2, continue on, verse 9. says, Therefore God also as highly, or also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven and those on earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord, to the glory of God the Father." That's right. Is anyone going to escape the judgment day? Nope. No. We're all headed there. We're all headed in the same direction. Yeah. Every last one of us. Those who have passed on before us, those who are living now, and those who will pass on after us. That's right. And you know,
1: even if you if you're one of those who claim there is no God, guess what? On judgment day, you're going to see that We're there is a judged.
0: God. And we joke, you know, you hear people joke about it all the time you know, I, you know, I, I, will I'll just try to convince God that, you know, I, I was a good person, whatever. Yeah. And they make light of this Judgment Day, but those are the kinds of things that we have to consider and take it. You take know, it serious. With with all seriousness, and yeah. you know, that's what we're trying to get across here today as we're running out of time. We got about thirty seconds. Left uh, to stay within the hour and so we probably better wrap it up other i know you and i we could go on all night here i know we'd we'd be falling out the window (laughs) just like
1: (laughs) at midnight yeah at midnight
0: and and so we can't do that but is there any last comments you got no i think that's a great place to end okay and you know we i've really enjoyed our discussion this evening i hope you have too. be sure and send us an email even if you just want to say hi Uh, We'd love to hear from you um, and tell your friends. Uh, It's a great um, study, you know, great, great uh, thing to talk about. And we'd love to hear from you if you have any questions. So thanks for being with us this evening. We'll be back next week. Thank you very much.